Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at Fightful.com. Here with a couple names. You know, a couple names I never thought I would get the the pleasure of interviewing. The Bushwhackers are back together. We got Luke. We got Butch. How are you guys doing? Whoa! We're doing good, Sean. Bloody good. It's great to be on your show, mate. Yeah, talking to all your fans around North America. All over the world. I I mean, I was saying... We've heard about your show, Sean. We've heard about it for a long time. And we know it's one of the top shows, if not the top show in the world. It's great to be here on your show. And here we are. I'm Butch. I'm in Wellington, New Zealand. And I'm talking to you guys today. And we are ready to start the march. Here we come. Yay! I'm so excited. I mean, I I grew up watching you guys, and I mean, you guys were a big part of people's childhood. But you guys have not done regular appearances in in what twenty years together? Twenty years, mate. Twenty years. So, what motivated you guys to to reunite, and what kept you away so far? Was it was it because one of you were in North America and the other one was in New Zealand? New Zealand, yes, and that, that now is the time we feel it. Right now, Butch is ready. We, you know, we had a few personal things, you know, a few personal problems, and that. But I know it's the wrong year because it's the coronavirus. But we're hoping to start hitting the road in in April, May this year, and then going through right through next year, two twenty two. I got, they, and we'll be coming in. Go ahead. Sorry. There you go. Uh, I, I, I myself, uh, Sean, 
I got just just before 9-11, I got sick to see me and didn't know it, but I felt myself getting sick. And uh, Luke, so where our flights were cancelled due to go on the road. Then I got worse and worse. Luke went on the road. I said, mate, I can't go. He, he was very worried about me, kept ringing. In the end, he couldn't get me. I was living by myself. He couldn't get me. And he, he was so worried that he flew, got on a plane and flew back to uh, Tampa, Florida. I'm not too sure where he was, he'll tell you. And luckily, he knocked on the door, no answer. He came crashing through my rat spider. And I was close to death on the bed. Wow. Was blowing up like a big balloon. Laying there, I could not move. I hadn't moved for days. And he called the ambulance. To cut a long story short, I, they, they lost me a couple of times in the ambulance. They brought me back to the hospital, lost me there. So it took me quite a few years to get back to on my feet, uh, many years. And then they took me back into the sharing shed, give me some new joints, gave me some new bits and pieces, gave me a lube, gave me an oil change, cleaned me up a little bit. And then they opened the doors and they said, go get them. So I walked out those bloody sharing shed doors, Sean. Arms are swinging, legs are moving, doing a whoa and a yay. And I knew I was ready to carry on doing some serious wacky. And that's what's happening. We are about to get wacky, whether it's sheep herder style, bushwhacker style, bush herder style, sheep whacker style. It doesn't matter. We are ready. So what motivated the walk? I mean, I think a lot of people don't know where it came from. They know what it is. They, they grew up with it. Where did it come from? I've always, I've always had a different type of walk. Cut a long story short, I was born with a bit screwed up feet. If I had been a horse, they would have shot me. But luckily, I wasn't a horse. And I said, hey, wait a minute. I'm okay. I can do it. So they didn't shoot me. So over the years, I developed different ways to get around. The arms used to go a bit and everything. If you watch some of the old sheep herder days, I used to fight that gap with the arms swinging. Well, when we went to the, do the bushwhacker thing, and Vince says, we want to turn you into baby faces. And I said, wow. I hopped up <laughs> on, the, on the bench, put my face about six inches from Vince's face, and I said, Vince, if you can make baby faces out of these faces and these heads, you go right ahead. We're ready. And Cousin Luke will tell you the rest. And, 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 and um, Vince turned around and he said, look at the mugs on my favorite, on my top baby faces. Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. He says they haven't got the prettiest mugs, and um, and um, and that's that's what he said. And well, Butch says go for it. And of course, I had the old train of thought. Bring us in because I'd been in the business and doing behind the scenes booking and that. And of course, straight away I said bring us in as heels and turn us baby faces. And then I learned straight away then 
you don't tell Caesar what to do. Uh, he, he, if he says you're coming in and I'm going to make your baby faces, that's what he does. So he brought us in for the next day, month. Every week he brought us in for a day and we cut, we cut small vignettes, you know, two-minute movies, three-minute movies. We cut so many each time we came in and he ran those on all his television. Those days, it was before the scandal and tour in, 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 in 1992. This was 88. So it was before the scandal. So he had about 190 stations like NBC, ABC, CBS, yeah. and all around, all around the country. Plus he had USA Network. And that, so he ran these vignettes. There was no Monday Night Raw then. He, there was another show on Monday night. He ran his vignettes on all the shows. And that, and um, a lot of people said to us afterwards, they didn't know that it was us. And, they, and then the people that did the wrestling said, how can you go from the brutalist, bloodiest tag team in North America to being two clowns in the ring? And, that's, and all we had to say was money. How did you guys feel when that was brought up to you? Because, I mean, you all did work a very violent style before you became the Bushwhackers. Mate, we we were businessmen. We were businessmen. We knew, you know, this was our second, this was a new break for us. Tell them, boys. Yeah, and and Sean, we don't forget, we were both in our 40s then. And, uh, you know, I said to Luke, we, we went out to the ring one time. He didn't, Vince never told us what he wanted, but he said, I want something different. And we started going out to the ring and started swinging the arms even more than I normally do. And when I saw that they were, the crowd was reacting to it huge big time, I said to Luke, we've got to swing your arms. He said, mate, I can't. My shoulders are too sore. And I said, listen here, you bloody Kiwi bastard. I said, swing your arms. You want to make money? Swing them, brother. And so what did Luke do? He started swinging those arms and getting with the rhythm. And we were marching out. Well, the people got behind us something so big that Vince absolutely loved it, Sean. And he used to say, you guys are the great. He, he, He said, I don't need to have botanic team belts on you guys. I don't need the people love you guys. And they used to even put us on the last match of the show, no matter even if it's in Madison Square Gardens or wherever, just to keep the people happy and send them home with a happy pattern with us marching around the ring, going, Whoa, yay, get the hands raised and everybody leaving the arena laughing and joking and saying, what a great night that was. So, yeah. go he ahead. Made, I'm just going to say, Vince did say to us an idea. He says, I want you to be semi-bushwhacker, semi-sheep herders, semi-moondogs. Ah. Now, because moondogs had been there for five years, so they were gone, and the sheep herders, we'd been, we'd been in the sheep herders for, for, for 10 years by then. You know, because we were the Kiwis before that, the New Zealand Kiwis. And um, he said, I want you to be a bit of each. And then Butch said to us, he said, the Moondogs have been on USA Network. The Kiwis have been on on uh, Ted Turner's TBS Network. 
off and on for 10 years. And then that, that, that's create something new. And that's how that other thing come out. I know. And, and, from, and from day one, Sean, once we got those vignettes all showing after about eight weeks and we started, it was incredible. We'd get stopped in the concourses of the airport when we're rushing from, you know, plane to plane or whatever. Yeah. And a guy would, a guy would stop us. And this is how the conversation would go. You know, you'd think he wanted to take a photo of us with it. There was no cell phones and they were just normal camera phones. Anyway, he would be, you know, have his all his suits and everything. He'd say, guys, I know you're in a hurry. I just want to say from our family, thank you. You entertain us every night you're on. I want to say thank you. Keep doing it. You guys are the greatest. And when you get hearing that over and over and over again with nothing going on about, oh, what about this? What about blood and guts? And that, then you realize you're dealing with a whole different kettle of fish, a whole different ball game. And don't forget, we didn't have to take many bumps. There was no blood and guts. There was no fighting our way from the arena to the dressing room. There was no coming out to our car and seeing our car <laughs> four times slashed and the windscreen smashed and everything else. There was none of that. It was a blessing to do it. So I know that pretty consistently for about eight years, you guys were with Vince and the WWF. And I know that years before that, you had worked with Turner and NWA and all that. After you had went and worked with Vince, did WCW ever try to pull you guys away? Because we saw that a lot. We saw a lot of WCW offers for established WWF talent at that point. No, no. We never had that, mate. We, we were WWF guys. You know, when we, were, when we were with NWA, which became WCW, and that um, NWA and that, you were a wrestler. You were known as a wrestler. WWE, uh, WWF, you you became a celebrity. Yeah, it's another level. It's another level, mate. Yes. You went from being a professional wrestler to a celebrity. And that's how they treated you, Sean. The difference was just amazing, like night and day. We, we, and we'd been in the business all those many years, and we had never seen it. It was a whole different, it was a whole different thing, you know? Well, and, 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 and the and the promotion was run so professionally. They were running three huge towns a night, every night, all over the all over the uh, U.S., Canada, and the, in the U.K. They, they every night we were in a different town, different crew. It was amazing, uh, absolutely amazing. Everything was like clockwork. The only thing he did have you had to do with Vince. You had to give him, you had to make sure you got to the towns and you had to give him 100% because Vince always gave 100% to the WWE and to his business. And he expected the same out of everyone that worked for him. You gave Vince 100% and he treated you like royalty. And he was very, very good to us. He loved us, and we loved him, and we had a very, very good relationship with Vince McMahon right throughout our times with him. You mentioned... Uh... Sean, 
Sean, going back to that, you know, WCW, you asked us if we ever let, we worked for WCW in the 60s. <laughs> the guy, no, WCW was formed by uh, um, a, a promoter called Jim Barnett. Ever yeah. heard of Jim Barnett? Yeah, of course. And that, he was, he, he, he ran coast to coast in, in the 60s. He ran coast to coast in North America. When, when you bicycled the tapes, you know, there was no satellite. You bicycled the tapes over. And we worked for Jim Barnett. And they, he was the one that owned WCW and bought it back in, in for Turner, you know, back to the States. Yeah. You, you all mentioned being celebrities. And another big part of my childhood was seeing you guys on Family Matters, the sitcom where you, you all wrestled Carl Winslow and Steve Urkel. Please tell me how that came about and maybe anything you remember about filming that. Oh, yeah, that oh, was that Vince, Vince actually, where they wanted to have, they asked Vince if they could have us because they they were fans of the Bushwhackers and uh, the, the, the the young guy, what was his name? Um, Jaleel Steve White. Urkel. Steve Urkel, yeah. Urkel, yeah. He was a huge fan, so was the uncle. So when they heard the opportunity that if they got hold of the WWE and asked for us and Vince let us go. But the funny part about that was what happens is the film is a little bit different. In television, you actually uh, work to the cameras. Mm -hmm. So if you've got a hold on, you turn to the cameras so the camera can see the hole. In filming sitcoms or movies, apparently, the cameras catch you. They put the camera in the position to get you. So you don't do things to the camera. So we, of course, were doing things like we did in the wrestling so we had to change that smartly, which we did. But uh, we had that, that in, the, in the trials, they had an, an audience, a small audience before they did the major taping. And they had this one uh, woman, she was a stunt woman. And she would, as we marched down to the ring, uh, to come into the ring to, against Steve Urkel and his, uh, and his uncle, she got up and I was to grab her and go, whoa, yay. And of course, I gave her a good licking. Well, the makeup that she had on her face oh. was so heavy that it closed my throat up completely. So I got in the ring and I could hardly even go, ah, ah. I'm gasping for air the whole time. I can hardly make a noise. So we get through that. And afterwards, then they let the next day, they let the audience in. Well, bugger me, days for, the, for the final shoot. The next day yeah. was the final shoot. The final shoot the next day. Well, I had this girl come up again, pop up, and I was getting carried away. The people were, you know, waving their arms and chanting, and they were going crazy. It felt like the bloody um, Wembley Stadium again, but a bit smaller. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was always getting carried away. So I grabbed this woman without thinking. And I gave her another big bloody slop and licking. Well, guess what happened? Silly me, my throat closes up. I get in the ring. I do that whole bloody performance, feeling so bad, I'm nearly bending down to spew into a bucket all the time. And after it was all over, I had to go out and spew my bloody guts out. But by, other than that, 
God, we had a good time doing that, didn't we, Luke? Yeah, there were a great, a great cast there, a great cast. Well, very good. WWE just held the Royal Rumble, and Luke, one of your moments in the Royal Rumble is one that people just look at and they they love so much. Where you walk to the ring, earthquake tosses you over the top rope, and you just keep walking. Do you remember whose idea that was, and really anything about that? Oh, uh, that came from Pat Patterson, you know, to to go out. But um, Butch said, "Pump those arms when you keep go walking. out." Yeah. Keep marching, I said. Yeah, keep marching. And, of course, that became very notorious. It was up to, it was only two years ago that Vince stopped playing that clip in the pre-Royal Rumble. He played that clip for 18 years. And that and that kept me, that kept me in the people's eye, that uh, moment. And, of course, on top of that, Butch was in there for 20 minutes, 25 minutes or 24 minutes, and I was in there for four seconds. And, of course, when uh, 10 days later, when we got the checks, I got the same as Butch. I've never let him forget it either. Here I was working my bloody ass off for 25 minutes, and you got to keep going all the time because you don't know which camera's on you, so you can't just stand there. I'm working my guts off for 25 minutes or 20 minutes. In comes Luke. Takes three or four steps in the ring, marching, hits the bloody, hits the deck. He marches out. I wanted to march out after him, didn't I? I was bugging. I was puffing. And I was grunting. And I knew I had another five minutes left. Oh, boy. So when the checks came around, and I knew that he got the same as me, boy, was I mad. But it was the greatest thing going. We laugh about it now. They used to talk about that more. They didn't care who was in the ring for how long. They didn't care who won what battle royal anywhere. All they said was, which one of you two marched in the ring, marched on through, got thrown over the top and kept marching? And that's all they would ask. They, they might have forgot which one it was, but once they knew, they never, ever forgot. So I'm looking, I'm looking at the first Royal Rumble you guys were in too. Luke only spent three minutes in the first one, and Butch had to spend 18 minutes in that one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See what I mean? hey, I'm the Royal Rumble man. I'm the Royal Rumble man. I think he was payoff man, mate. I think Luke was going into those deep pockets with his short arms, and they're very short when you're in a bar, and the pockets are very deep when you're getting the drink, but when it was to pay off for how long he was in the Royal Rumble, I think he got told of those dollars real smartly because he got away with murder on both of them. Hey, hey, Butch, Butch, you know who put the Royal Rumble together? Yeah, Pat Patterson. Yeah, Pat Patterson, yeah. Well, yeah, Pat, yeah, Pat, yeah. Pat, Pat liked me. He didn't like you oh, so I much. Was, you were, you were wonder, too Butch. I wonder why. You were too Butch. Why. <laughs> oh my god I used to say to Pat I used to say to Pat why do you like Luke so much and not me and he says Butch I love you mate but you're too Butch <laughs> amazing <laughs> hey Pat was a lot of fun mate I remember yeah, was the first time listen to this Sean the first time we were there you know on the TV days 
we're there for three tech. In those days, Monday and Tuesday, we did three three one hour shows. Yes. At night and three and Tuesday, and there's food out there. The first night, Pat says, where the trays of vegetables are, there's a tray of carrots, and that and there's a big scoop in there. He says, drop your teeth in the tray when you're going to get the food. <laughs> <laughs> And I dropped my teeth in the tray, and no one went near that food. And that, that Pat was always playing ribs. He was a good guy. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he's a good guy and a bright guy too. He knew the business inside out. Yeah, um, great worker. You, you always yeah. hear about how much he contributed to those Royal Rumble matches, oh, like that, much, yeah. that he would hey. put them together. Yes. Pat Patterson, yeah. uh, Pat Patterson, and Ray Stevens were the greatest tag team. Yeah. In the 60s yeah, and they, 70s. Yeah, they were the early greatest tag teams. Now, unfortunately, they didn't have the same TV coverage as what Vince had in the end. But, but boy, oh boy, they were... Uh, when you when you're in the business, as long as we are, the, um, the gold shows out, if you know what I mean, and it comes through. You can't hide it. And uh, they were just amazing, both of them. Just superstars in their own right. A little wee bit before the huge big push that TV got. Satellite, satellite yeah. TV. Yeah, we were we we were around. Sean, we were around Pat, um, Ray Stevens when we first in 1980 when we first went to to uh, NWA. Jimmy Snuka and Ray Stevens were the tag team. The, the North, they were the world tag teams, and we were the North American tag team. And that at that time, and we we travelled, we travelled with Jimmy Snooker and that, and round, and we were around Ray a lot, and saw how great a worker he was. And this was later, this was later in his life. I think there's there's a thing that I've always wanted to ask you guys, and I don't even know if you all would remember this because not a lot of people even know you did it. In 1998, you guys popped up in ECW, Extreme Championship Wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Please tell me how That's that came Dudley. came together. That was such a fun thing. That was the Dudley from down under. The Dudley <laughs> yes. and Paul brought us in because he wanted us to do um, a run with Sandman and I uh, maybe with Sandman and Tommy Dreamer. Yep. He wanted yeah. he brought us into the Dudleys and that to get over and then to work with Sandman. Anyhow, we came in for the first weekend and he says, you know, I'm going to give you a starting date. I'd like you to um, start for us in, in a month or two months, a month and a half, you know. Because I said to him, we've got, um, we're booked for two months, but we can give, not the, for the next three weeks, we're tied up because um, we don't want to fuck the promoters because we were, we were relying on these other promoters to help us for the last two or three years, you know what I mean? Yeah. Since WWF, and they were good to us. So we, 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 we gave the other promoters over who were booked us over a month, we gave them notice. Anyhow, we did that sh three shows for him uh, and that, and then all of a sudden he rang us the next week on a Friday night and he says, I'll send you the plane tickets. I need you tomorrow night. And we were, we were already on the road working, working for these independent promoters three nights. And I had to say, they, we don't want to screw. I told them, and we, who was it called us? Maybe it was Tommy Dreamer then too. 
who was who, who was doing this, helping him with the um, travel arrangements. And um, I told him that we we're not going to let these guys down. Well, Paul Paul Heyman said then he said, "If you don't come now, I don't need you." And and one thing about us, Sean, if we were booked somewhere, even for the independent promotion, if we were booked somewhere, as long as that plane was going. And as long as they were landing, we always made the show. We kept our word. And we were known for that. All through the years that Luke and I were together, we, we, we kept our word. And we always, what we said, we did. And we turned up. So, even if we're injured. Even if we're injured. Even yes. back in, in the NWAs, guys, we never took time off. We just knew we could work. The other guy would be on the apron. Butch had a situation, right? We had a double shot, you know, at NWA, and we were we held the belts at the time with the North American or Mid Atlantic, and that, and he was on the apron. He couldn't get in the ring, but I'd been in the situation where I couldn't do it. But we always arrived and gave the people a show. Luke, I saw that yeah. you you wrestled a couple matches even a couple years ago. Do you see yourself ever doing it again, or are you done? I I, I wrestled right up to this pandemic, mate. Oh, really? So were you wrestling like last year too, a little bit? Uh, um, I think no. January or February, I worked in Canada. No, I worked at nice. I worked at trade trade shows selling television. But on the end of the year, 219, I worked. I worked all last year, 219. Sean, yeah. he's a machine. I can he's tell. a machine. He's now a marching machine. <laughs> I, I did a tour down New Zealand with Butch two years ago. Yeah. So uh, last question as we wrap up. I remembered uh, when I was younger, I was, I was like maybe nine or ten years old, I noticed you guys went away for about six months towards the end of 95, you guys came back in for the 1996, the tag title tournament. Had you guys yeah. left the company? Were one of you hurt? What was, what was going on? No, there? no. When we were out there then, mate, Vince had us overseas. He was going to new markets like uh, Taiwan, uh-huh. Sweden, places he hadn't been before. And that, and um, we went over there. We were over those other countries doing pre-publicity, even Germany and England, places... Yeah, we, we were going to towns that he hadn't run before and and doing and doing the pre the pre-show work. And we still remember Hong Kong. Yeah. We did Hong Kong, we did other places in the Far yeah, East. Yeah, all over UK. And also too, uh, Sean, we did a lot for the US Armed Forces. And we, we did shows all over the world for the US Armed Forces. Some in the, in the States, like in Alaska and all around other bases that they've got, the U.S. have got. But we did them around the world uh, and, um, and entertained the U.S. troops. And that was fun and games, and it was tremendous. Uh, and we had the whole troops all marching around. It was just great. And they all loved us because they all grew up watching us, you see, because they were all young 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 uh, army guys you know they were probably only 18 or 19 then sure yeah we encourage you guys whenever you get the opportunity to see luke and butch go out of your way to do it yeah i mean you haven't had the opportunity in almost 20 years and they have reunited 
I'm so excited that I got to speak to you guys today. Yeah, we appreciate it, mate. And, uh, and if you want to contact us and that um, through our email for, for our brand, it's bushwhackerbrand at pm.me. Bushwhacker. The whacker's got an H in it. At pm.me. That's, a, that's our, um, our, our um, email contacting us. As we're on the road, the end from April this year right through to uh, 222, and we'd like to hear from you wherever you are. Contact us and find where we're going to be because we could come to your town. And there's so many things happening, Sean. We've even got the book coming out, Bushwhackers' book of uh, blood, sweat, and cheers. That's coming out this year. And boy, there's some telltale stuff. In that one. So when they come to see us, we'll be either the bushwhackers, we'll be the sheep herders, we'll be the bush herders, or we will be the sheep whackers. Luke he, even, hey, Sean, Sean, we could even be the weed whackers. <laughs> As you guys see, these guys have plenty of stories. Make sure you check out the book. Make oh, sure wow. you make sure you go see them whenever you get the opportunity. Luke and Butch, I want to thank you so much. This is something I never thought I'd get the chance to do. So thank you all so much. And we thank appreciate being on your show. Good talking to you, mate. Great to be on your show. Wow. Yeah, we appreciate you very much, Sean. And if I was there, I'd grab you in a big bear hug. And damn the coronavirus, oh. I'd give you a bloody good head licking. Oh, no. I'm going to oh. give you one now. Oh, hey. oh no. Oh, there he goes. Oh. <laughs> Until next time, guys, we're out. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.